All right, Mild Sauce Live. We're back. Another Saturday afternoon. New studio, same rock discovery. Well, somewhat of a new studio. Yeah, we, different di- studio. Different, different room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we adjusted a little bit. We're having some lighting issues downstairs. You guys might have noticed on the uh, three-piece, so we decided to uh, get it a little brighter for Steve's show today. We're yeah, upstairs a in the change up. room, third floor, getting some sunny sunshine on this dreary... Whatever the hell, we always ruminate on the weather at the beginning of every Steve Bright Rock <laughs> show. But uh, yeah, checking in, it's a little overcast and uh, a little, a little swampy today. A little swampy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that old Chicago bogs. What's going on with you, man? Not much, man. We've had a, uh, as you know, we've had a uh, busy last few days, um, culminating last night, and I think a uh, really cool evening for. Absolutely. For the whole Mild Sauce crew. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Wayward. Uh, by the way, I'm Jake, Jake Krez, the uh, ominous voice <laughs> in the background, working the board and engineered over here. Meanwhile, we got Steve Bright with the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show as your host. We're here every week doing the uh, latest news and updates, music and everything in between from rock music uh, here in Chicago and all around the country and beyond. And yeah, last night we had a, a first-hand experience with the whole thing. We had White Mystery at Wayward uh, Boutique in Wicker Park. Yep. It's at 1551 North Milwaukee. They had their one year anniversary and they were kind enough to invite us out to curate the DJs for the evening. Uh, so we had Young Dissident, uh, Beneath the Apple Warrant, and uh, my man Maceo Hames from the Omis all came out to spend some tunes for everybody. We had, uh, there's free photographs, free tattoos, a whole bunch of fun stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very full evening. A lot of great people out there. Great staff. Um, everybody was uh, very welcoming. It was a great night out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great music, thing. of course. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the hardest rocking uh, duos in Chicago. Great brother sister band, White Mystery. Yeah, we'll get into that show a little bit more later <laughs> in, the sh- in this uh, in this episode. But yeah, it was a great time. Um, and shout out Wayward, man. It's a cool cool boutique. Uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't been to before. It's a new uh, out of Washington, I believe. Yep. Um, but they have a really cool event space down there. I think we're, you're going to be seeing a lot more Mild Sauce uh, and Wayward working together in the future. Yeah, that was a very that. good fit for uh, for Mild Sauce, I think. You know, fit that vibe. We just keep talking about ourselves in the third person. <laughs> So what do we got this week, man? Um, I know you brought along a whole bunch of new new music for us. Not necessarily new all the way across the board, but stuff that you've been listening to that maybe just hasn't made it to the show yet. That's exactly right. Um, you know, through my travels, I pick up and acquire a lot of music um, in my day-to-day life. So this was, this week's episode, I titled it New to Me from the Windy and Beyond. We're going to be dipping into a lot of local Chicago stuff, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of stuff that I've been listening to for like the last six, eight months, maybe a little bit longer, that hasn't necessarily fit into the thematic of previous episodes, but stuff that nevertheless has been like on the back of my radar, on my playlists, um, stuff that I've been jamming out to. So I wanted to share it out with uh, with everybody. So it's a little bit more upbeat of an episode. I'd say a um, like little punky, a little indie, yeah, a little patchwork. Um, you know, no no greater overarching theme other than, you know, good fucking new music. Hey, that's, that's a great <laughs> overarching thing to have. Um, for anyone who's watched our show before, if you're a newcomer, here we're going to turn you on to our, uh, our traditions here on the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. Mm-hmm. As you see, Steve has got a new beer for the week. Uh, what, tell us a little bit about this one. All right, so this is Burnt City, Chicago Pride. Good stuff. Um, these guys are on, let's see, let me refer to my notes. 2747 North Lincoln here in the Chicago, uh, the beautiful 
swampy Chicago this Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are drinking Balloon Boy. It's their farmhouse wheat ale. Um, you were telling a little story about that before with Ryan. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, uh, to give a little bit of a background on the, um, the, the style of beer, farmhouses are traditionally a European beer that was brewed to give to the farmhands while they were sweating away working the fields all summer long. And um, it's a beer that necessarily wasn't the, the top quality, so they would spice it up with uh, coriander and different spices available. And now these days, it's, uh, you know, it's not the uh, crappy quality of, of yesteryear. It's very good beer. And this is a great example of a farmhouse ale. Um, this is generally one of my more favorite kind of beers. I prefer... Um, Belgians and farmhouses and saisons over like heavy IPAs. See, I, I I can't do anything in that world. Either of those worlds, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. My jaw doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, cheap beers for me. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll kick you in the back of the jaw. The but, one we um, had uh, last month, last night, eight oh five, I think it was called. Yeah, we were drinking eight oh five. That was very a nice good, one. That interesting was beer. Yeah, it was like a like a like a nicer PBR type situation. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was an easy drinker. It um it went over uh it went over very smooth. You were able to pop a few back real uh, real easy. That's real. That's real. Um what uh all right, so now we got we got the beer out of the way. <laughs> Bef- uh, before we get into the next part because that leads into a little bit different discussion. I just wanted to shout out um the opening track this week was a band called Boogie Board Chicago Band. Um, and the track we listened to was Infinity Stairs off of their Portal Window EP. Just wanted to get that out of the way real quick before we, uh, before we jumped on to our, our other things. Most definitely. All right, so. Get on with it. Getting into the next tradition. In the spirit of our uh, hanging out last night, I'm rocking my brand new White Mystery shirt that I got at the set last night. Oh, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you did get that last night. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex's mom was out there. Alex's friend's mother was taking photos. Yep, hanging with the uh, White Mystery and the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> the whole white family. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but lovely people. Got into a great discussion with, uh, with Alex and uh, young Francis's mother. Very nice woman. Um, great She's night out. She's definitely their mother. Yeah. <laughs> the, the jeans in that family run very thick. Mm-hmm. Some nice boots. <laughs> Ryan complimenting uh, Miss White on her boots. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, overall, they had a, they put on a great show. They I do. Mean, I mean, they always do. Like, those two, like, you, you could just tell their brother and sister, like, it's basically like, mm-hmm. I can imagine what them playing as kids was like. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that's kind of what them performing is like. Mm-hmm. Like, the way... Uh, uh, Alex will just uh, play the guitar into sitting at the drum set, yeah. like, and then do the drum. Like, they're crazy. They're just like, it's such a great, perfect brother sister combo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't have time to work in any uh, of our uh, live shots from last night into our audiovisual presentation what are you doing, today. Man? But you can certainly <laughs> find them on my Instagram, um, which you can find at collarbone six six six. Dope. Check those out. Steve's always snapping a lot of good shots uh, everywhere we go. Um, but yeah, last night, for those of you who... Uh, are we jumping into this now, or are you saving this for later? We can jump into it now. All right. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, last night we had a nice... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we had a nice night with Wayward Chicago uh, that was capped by White Mystery performing. Uh, mm-hmm. They performed at the back of the the boutique. Uh, it was a really great time. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, if you guys haven't caught White Mystery, they're, they're more of a... Kind of a hidden gem. You have to know a little bit about music in the city, I think, before you catch them. Mm-hmm. But once you do, I mean, like every show they do brings energy anywhere. They're perfect for an event like last night. Yeah, yeah. Great, 
indie psych rock, just classic rock and roll mm-hmm. band. You know, um, Alex and Francis. Francis are great um, aficionados of the genre, as you could see with Alex jumping around. Miss Alex jumping around all over the city DJing, um, yeah. doing She's her special been, uh, brand. Catch a lot of vinyl sets that we play regularly on here on Miles mm-hmm. Off Radio as well. And, and if if you'll recall, former guest. Absolutely. She brought on. Uh, we did the uh, the first uh, the first of our attempts with uh, vinyl to digital uh, crossfading. That was actually that was a highly <laughs> successful episode in mm-hmm. hindsight. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. And um, yeah, I think uh, if things work out, look forward to seeing maybe White Mystery back on the show in uh, upcoming episodes. Absolutely, we got to get Francis on here next time. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> you know, and uh, it was funny because I got this shirt and I was putting it on today and. and I felt a little bit like Francis White with this V showing a little, uh, showing a little skin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. That dude hardly ever wears a shirt. Oh, uh, he's an animal. Yeah, he's <laughs> an actual animal. Like he's crazy as hell. I don't know. They're just so much fun, man. Like absolutely. Have you caught like their movies they've made? Or they're just constantly creating, and it's like it's such a pure form of like this music thing that so many other people do. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think didn't they mention it last night that either last night or very recently was their one thousandth performance? I believe it was uh, Alex's birthday show a okay. couple weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, they their plan for years. I don't know if you knew this was to stay single for ten years and not date anybody. Yeah, and be in a band. They just finished that. They did ten <laughs> years, crazy amount of show, a thousand shows. Like I mean. 10 years, a Ten record albums. a year. Yeah, it was an album every year on 420. It was uh, a, a thousand shows. I mean, it, the amount of stuff that they've been able to accomplish just with two of them is really crazy. Oh, really yeah, impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a testament to tenacity and hard work and DIY in Chicago music. Yeah, it's a very, very Chicago. I mean, it, obviously, we, we're from here. We'll say that about everything, but they're like the quintessential Chicago experience, kind of. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, can't beat uh, can't beat Alex and uh, Alex and Francis for a good mm-hmm. good time on a yeah great time great music you know um, can't say enough about it really good good night out and there was a there was a really nice electric vibe with the uh, with the audience you know there was there was people that were in and out but you know there was a, there was a good group of people that came from downstairs and hung and uh, listened to their set and yeah I mean uh, the whole adult. Ex- Last night. I was actually pretty impressed. I've been to a lot of things uh, like that, like uh, you know, a boutique anniversary party or something like that. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, they did a really, really, really good job, and I can't say that enough. Um, we had a great time. We were there working, so yeah. like, yeah. But it was it was packed. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. 805 was the uh, the beer sponsor, so they had uh, complimentary cocktails going on. Crocheting tattoos. Nick Lipton was up there shooting Polaroids. Yeah, portraits. Uh, Apparently, portrait that's studio. a that's a skill now, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in all, I mean, <laughs> it was it was uh, <laughs> it was it was a very very robust uh, robust offering for entertainment for you know an anniversary show. So yeah, that was very I, cool. I expect much more of that from Mild Sauce in the next few months. We're going to be having a whole bunch of new live experiences, including some with Nassim Williams and Co. Uh, talks for a few uh, around the city. Man, we have a lot of things coming. So if you own a boutique or you got something going on. Our platform to uh, come and show you off to the world. Mm-hmm. Without so, further ado, though, we've been talking about white mystery first. Yeah, let's dip into it. So, as is tradition, leading off of the shirt, we've got uh, white mystery with their track "Out of Control." Mild Sauce live on Saturday. Out of control. The journey. 
Sauce, and we're back, rocking out with White Mystery, title track from their Out of Control LP, Out of Control. And this is, uh, this is one of those ones where uh, I think I've got, I think I've got uh, White Mystery uh, digital, cassette, album, CD, I've got it uh, all over the place. And uh, this is one of the ones that I was like, oh shit, I have this one on, I actually have this one on CD. Ah, my bad, guys. I just figured something out over here about board that was making you sound a little weird. Now mm. you should sound great. Excellent. Glad to be back then. Hey, man, Miles Haas is a constant experiment. That's we the, are that's always the, working to improve. It's the fun part about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, man, uh, that was, that, that's, let's just listen to that even. It's like, Alex, when you meet her, yeah, her personality shines through. Yes. All the music she makes. You know what I mean? She's such an energetic, fun, both of them. I mean, they're just fun people when, like, the music comes off as, like, this really fun no negativity in anything they're doing. It's just no. like a really good time every no, time. No, it's it's yeah, that's what it is. It's it's all smiles, good time rock and roll. Um, very cool. Love that stuff. Love the sound and um, love seeing them and hanging out with them. As always, they're really cool people. Yeah. So um, moving on from our evening. Yeah. So moving on from the evening. Our Fridays have been dictating our Saturdays lately. Um, <laughs> And then you and I, we had a we had a busy Thursday. Also, we had a uh, you had a busy Thursday. We had a uh, we worked together, and we had a going away party for uh, you. For, for you got so you were so involved that you forget I wasn't there. <laughs> oh <laughs> goddamn! You're right. <laughs> All right, yeah. You should have been there. You should have been there. That's <laughs> you were that's, there in spirit. I was texting much, with you. That's how much fun uh, Steve had this week at uh, our going away party is that steve forgot i wasn't at the party yeah i, I was drinking like it was a friday unfortunately it was thursday <laughs> yeah that happens bro that'll happen mm-hmm. but you know it was it was funny i was uh once i got into the office i realized you know it probably wouldn't have been a bad thing that i would have called off i wanted to i wanted to really bad but um half the floor wasn't even there anyway so i felt a little bit foolish for being the uh for being the uh you know, good soul to actually show up after a hard night drinking. <laughs> That's real, man. Hey, champions, you know, you got to get through mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Um, so moving on, we have a whole bunch of bands. That yeah. We've been looking at that you've you've been paying attention to that you wanted to let the people know about. Um, what are some other like hidden gems? I've seen Sister Anna's one that has been popping up that you've talked to me about, in the mm-hmm. past, but we haven't really been able to do a deep dive on. Yeah, yeah. So these guys um, out of New York City, Sister Anne, um, good stuff. I think, you know, coming out of that previous White Mystery track, um, the next couple of songs that uh, I'll be playing have a little bit of that same psyche, rocky vibe with a punk twist. And Sister Anne is one of them. Really good, fresh uh, New York City punk. I really like it. Um, interesting stuff. And like I said, I'm always, I'm always getting new stuff. I'm always hunting for new material. And um, I believe this is going to be a track called Devil's Mind, and it's off of their um, demo album. So fresh tracks from uh, Sister Anne. And, you know, I always love, I always love listening to early releases from bands the the demos the first early eps it really shows Why like is an, it? it it's it's an unfiltered i guess you know f- pure expression of that band like it hasn't been flushed out yet yeah exactly you know there hasn't been and for good or bad you know there hasn't been like a producer or an A&R guy or a label or you know what i mean somebody kind of directing and steering things this is just raw energy and and pure artistic expression 
That's real. Uh, do you want to just jump into this one? Yeah, let's jump in, and then uh, we'll just dive through. Um, like I said, these are all... Um, today's episode is not necessarily bands I've seen before, but bands I've been vibing on and digging on. So um, we can just kind of like power through a bunch of this stuff. I've, I've brought uh, a nice selection today. All right, let's jump in. We're going to get into Devil's Mind from Sister Anne, and then we're going to check out the Goldilocks demo from uh, Andy Marshall. Yep, that, yeah. So we're going to go and from New York Rainbow. City. Andy Marshall and the Cocaine Rainbow. That's yeah, another uh, <laughs> off of the Black EP, um, Chicago band. So dip in New York and then back to the Windy. All right, let's check it out. We got Devil's Mind from Sister Ann. This is Mild Sauce Radio.
sauce. We're back. Sorry. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, producer Jake had to run out for a second, so I'm uh, running the boards, a little bit of a scramble. But <laughs> ooh, I think we're back. I think I have all the knobs correctly uh, correctly uh, shifted. Did I? Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Considering I never worked the knobs, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> all good. All good. So, yeah, we were rocking out with, um, that was peach people watching out of Boston. Like I said, we're going to be bouncing around, but uh, we got our foot uh, firmly planted in the city of Chicago. So, that was people watching with uh, Buttfuck Hill off of their Gutterflower <laughs> album. Good stuff. Um, really dig them. Then before that, we heard Andy Marshall, Chicago. Uh, Andy Marshall and the Cocaine Rainbow with Goldilocks. And then before that, Sister Anne with Devil's Mind. Very dope. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty consistent throughout. My apologies for running downstairs. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, good stuff, you know. Um, it's all new. It's all fresh. But um, it's got its feet firmly planted in the uh, history. Um, I think if you listen to especially that uh, track from Sister Anne, you know, that was that was good, solid New York-style punk rock. And how have I heard of them before? Because that's like a name that, I mean, obviously it's called Sister Anne. Like, it could mm -hmm. be anything, but... It's a name that I find familiar, and I can't remember what I could know. You know, possibly in conversation, you know what I mean? I might have brought them up in the past. Um, like I said, this is all stuff that's been on the top of my radar in the last maybe half a year. So Okay. Okay, you know, so yeah. It's definitely stuff I'm uh, – it's, it's on my playlist. It's stuff I'm talking about with uh, people who want to talk about music with me. So. Awesome. Uh, so what – what is like the, I know there's not like a specific through line, but like when you talk about like bands that kind of embody like a Chicago sound or mm -hmm. um, not even a Chicago sound, but like a certain punk esque, like when you talk about like New York punk, mm -hmm. um, what is it about like New York punk that sets it apart? Or like what are those like different aesthetics yeah. that the average layman might not be able to pick up on? And you know, this I think um, interesting point and, and some people may uh, may laugh at my getting nerdy, but you know. This is especially bands in cities. Get nerdy, bro. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> especially cities like New York or L.A., you know, the more, I think, cultural touchstone cities of the early parts of the genre, let's say. You know, in the beginning with New York, same thing with L.A., you had a different sound. You had a very um, uh, avant-garde art scene you know what i mean with bands especially in new york you had bands like blondie and talking heads along with the ramones you know that were um and patty like smith is more like kind of the art side of it i wouldn't say new york owned it but early in the genre you know what i mean because like punk i think it's birthplace you can get into you know whether it's you know birthed in you know britain with um with the disaffection against Margaret Thatcher or whether it was birthed, you know, years before in Detroit with the uh, with the struggles of Detroiters with bands like Iggy and the Stooges or early Alice Cooper. You know, you listen to that stuff and the disillusionment that... of Margaret Thatcher sounds like a punk band. <laughs> I actually thought I, I had to think about that for a second. But like, you know, obviously, you know, Britain really kind of influenced what was going on back with America. Whether they got influence from America, I think that's a debate that'll be eternally argued in bars. I feel like that kind of ended, though, like, 
the whole going to Britain to bring back to America. I mean, I don't know. You can kind of say that happened with grime and rap music again here. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you feel like that's still the case anymore? I feel like that flipped somewhere in the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, there's definitely a give and a take. And right now, I think we're giving to Britain, uh, you know, more with, like, the hip-hop world, um, you know. Rather yeah. than them influencing um, our musical scenes, well, now as I much say that as I'm thinking of like best. Oasis and Radiohead and you know, yeah, you, but like yeah. those, are, that's old head stuff. I mean, that's you know it's what I mean. Like all that stuff 80s. is like eighties or late eighties, early nineties. That's what I was referencing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess yeah. You don't even really think about it, but there is that constant give and take from across the pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like early with New York and and what what struck me with Sister Anne is you're getting more of that like. Patty Smith, Talking Heads, Blondie vibe, where it's it's still energetic, but it's not it's not the the blunt force trauma that kind of comes in with with the start of hardcore, you know, because you know using both New York and LA as examples, you know, you had an art scene in New York with, like I said, Talking Head and Blondie, you had an art scene in LA with X and the Go Go's and the Zeros. Um, early bands like that but then once um once bad brains takes the energy of the live ramones performance and and creates the first hardcore record and, and defines that genre then everything changes then with new york you're getting you know agnostic front and sick of it all and murphy's law and very very aggressive bands and then the same thing happened on the west coast with you know, the adolescence and Black Flag and the Circle Jerks and Suicidal Tendencies. and Do you feel as though, like, maybe, you know, back then it just seemed like there was so much more. And we always get caught on Steve's show talking a little past, so you got to bear with <laughs> us. But do you feel as though, like, New York has a rock scene like it used to? I mean, like, having gone out there with bands before, it's hard for bands now to be a rock band in New York. It's like, mm-hmm. in the... 60s and 70s and 80s in New York it it was a shithole <laughs> like you could find a place to to practice and like you could just be grimy you know what I mean and plus I mean this is getting a little off topic but like I was reading recently that like the minimum wage for like a minimum wage paying job could like in the 60s 70s and 80s could like pay your rent get you yeah. a car you know what I mean like oh yeah think about it like dudes were milkmen and they supported and raised like wives and children. Yeah, dude. It's uh, I was just reading a thing on Vice that uh, millennials are the poorest generation mm-hmm. uh, in the history of America. Like we have we, we have like Instagram and shit, but we don't have like four hundred one k's or anything, right. any savings yeah, and pensions. And it, like it, it, say all that to say, like it comes back to like that idea of like New York as a as like a rock scene it takes money to do that like it takes Mm -hmm. money to lug your equipment around and have a practice space and um and in new york they're it's hard because they don't uh i just i don't know how do you feel about the new york scene i guess you know as is everything and i think that you know just the the direction of the culture these days you know hip-hop dominates um everything ebbs and flows but it's only because of the fact that like hip-hop all you need is like a guy with a a computer and a guy with a mic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Dream pop duos are huge in New York now. Yeah. Because, like, all you need is two people in a bedroom to like make mm-hmm. that music. But like, as far as that full, like four piece band, it's kind of feels as though it's dying out there. It's there. You know what I mean? Just like in Chicago, you know what I mean? You can find that, you know, every here is kind of a Mecca for rock bands in a way. I mean, you can actually have a practice space. Mm-hmm. You got the music garage over here. You got all these different places around the city. Remember, New York is a big city. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. A, it's, a, you know, 
as much as I love Chicago, the reality is, is New York is like, I just haven't seen it. So that's Chicago why I was, was kind of crammed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just always like, and I feel that way. But I, I've been in New York and like, I've been with friends where they're looking for something like they can't find mm-hmm. this or that. And they're like, yeah, we're going to all these stores to find it. And I'm like, but this is New York. <laughs> like, isn't it just everything right in front of you everywhere? Yeah, I feel the same way, but I don't know. You know, it's all a matter of scratching the surface. You know, um, we travel around and I travel around and try and find music. And, you know, this the rock, the punk, you know, the stuff that's not necessarily at the forefront of, you know what I mean, culture these days. It's It's there. It's in the deep corners. And, you know, if you're... If you're tenacious and look for it, you'll always find what you you know whatever niche genre you want, especially in a city like New York. That's real. Okay. You know, I, I think back to um, um, a couple of years ago. I was down in New Orleans talking with um, some people in the music scene, and they were like, you know, down there, it's, it's yeah, everybody thinks New Orleans is a music town. But it's really just like Cajun and Zydeco. Like the yeah. the venues down there, they don't want to they don't want to pay bands that are playing, uh, you know, rock music. They it, they don't find it a draw because it's a tourist city who right. looks. Everybody for, wants to go to like the blues. You know, and they the, want yeah. that Cajun flavor. Yeah. And you know, while you know, while not to you know shit on that stuff because uh, a couple years ago I saw a Rebirth brass band, a, a nine piece marching brass band in a tiny tiny tin club a sweaty club (laughs) that was one of the most amazing shows i've seen in the last five years but um you know you get down into these places and you look hard enough there was a place uh we discovered um called siberia and that that is like a mecca of rock in a zydeco town so just like that new york la you know every place is going to have those those bastions that's cool okay i feel you on that um yeah you mentioned seeing like the brass band i remember seeing like it's a new orleans brass band i saw at martyrs back in like shit like 2013 mm-hmm. and it was like they had people on stilts they had people yeah. dancing on stilts. <laughs> like it was the craziest shit I've, it was like a full like burlesque slash talent show mixed with it was insane man yeah yeah so they, they bring new they orleans bring generally shout out new level. orleans yeah. yeah i mean just whether it whether it's the traditional stuff, whether it's the rock, whether it's the bounce, I mean, there's there's awesome stuff coming out of New Orleans. Always. But getting back to what we're going with, um, we're gonna get a little bit heavier. Last uh, few songs were a little bit on the uh, lighter end. We're gonna get into some some. Uh, this is another semi-annual uh, tradition on the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. Yeah, I was gonna. Steve Bright is about to butcher the uh, the fine uh, and glorious Spanish language by <laughs> <laughs> mispronouncing a really really good punk band out of Austin. Um, can you help me out with this one? Uh, Let me see what I can do. I'm not exactly <laughs> a uh, fluent Spanish speaker myself, but it looks like what we're gonna be playing here is Golpe tras Golpe. De Chables by Mujeres Podridas. Steve's got nothing else to say on that. There we go. No, no. Honestly, (laughs) I feel so bad. I love, I love Latin hardcore so much, and I can't speak the language. We're gonna get a Rosetta Stone for Steve soon. If anybody knows any good lessons or uh, ways to get me over this hurdle, let me know. (laughs) Yeah, help Steve. Help Steve learn Spanish. We're working on it. But for now, we're gonna check out this one. It's uh, Gope Tras Gope. I might be saying that wrong as hell, too. But um, Mujeres Podridas. Let's check it out. Mujeres Podridas. 
live saturday afternoons new rock discovery as you get every saturday on mild sauce um so we were just checking out 
The last band was Petite. Track was Spent Force off of their uh, two EP. Um, very good stuff. Before that, we heard Rut. They were out of uh, Santa Rosa, California. That was My Skin off of the Attraction EP. And then before that, we heard uh, Mueres Pro Podridas. Jesus Christ. Bro. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm brutal. The, the, I'm brutal. J, I, I the J is silent. Mujeres. Mujeres Podridas. There we go. Mujeres Podridas. <laughs> I, I apologize with all my heart. <laughs> hey, we're going to start a Kickstarter to get Steve a Rosetta Spanish Stone uh, account. And the worst thing is, is I've lived in uh, Latin neighborhoods uh, for years. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get it together. One of these days. One of these days, it's what I think it is going to be like. There's going to be a dam that bursts, and then it's all going to like all the comprehension is going to well, fall. You'd be very surprised, like how it comes out when you need it. Like I took it haphazardly, like two years in high school, then I took like a year in the first year of college, and I didn't take it for like three years and finished like my. You know, it was like mm -hmm. not well done. And I ended up in Cuba one time. Uh, I had a. I ran out of money in Cuba a couple years ago, and I like needed to make a few bucks to get myself through the trip. Otherwise, I was gonna be like, at, you know, asking for change on my vacation. And um, <laughs> you can't get more money there once you run out, which is fucked. And so I had to sell a cell phone that I had. I had a spare cell phone on me. I had to go like store to store, <laughs> and no one there speaks English because it's Cuba. Like they don't mm -hmm. have a lot of English speakers come down. So like, I was just walking around like calling my brain and I was having full conversations with people like no idea I, I couldn't have done it under the under, under any other circumstances just like I needed to do this and I sold the immediacy the of the <laughs> yeah, like, you'd be very surprised how it comes out sometimes right so, it might be in you somewhere and like I said I think I've been immersed in it for so long that one of these days there's going to be like a, a switch that flips in my head and it's, it's yeah, all that's what I'm saying. it's all going to come to me <laughs> there when you need it man I hope so. I hope so. But no, very good stuff. Um, we were bouncing all over the country with those last uh, those last bands. Um, so um, we had uh, Portland, Oregon with Petite and uh, very good, uh, very shout good out, stuff. Shout out Oregon. Yeah. We know some good Oregonians. Mm-hmm. Our guys Alex and uh, Nick. Yep. We were hanging out with Nick last night. So There were some wild bunches up there. <laughs> Oregon Pride. And then uh, before that, Rut was out of California, Santa Rosa. So we were doing a little bit of a West Coast vibe. Okay, but and you could feel stuff. it too, like in the like uh, even in like the 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 funky bass rhythms of like some of those songs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You know? I think you know once you if you look at you know the map and consider you know music from east to west, you know. Um, I definitely feel that West Coast brings in a lot more of that. Um, jangly rhythmic surf punk you know mm -hmm. what i mean a little bit more it's fun it's just yeah fun. yeah it's like not too serious yeah east coast seems very serious and... yeah, about everything <laughs> and uh east coast serious west coast is chill yeah just like the weather <laughs> yeah right and like uh i think it's interesting too like if i had to pick a bassist like i think i'd want them to be from southern california like mm -hmm. bassists from that area just seem like they have this different vibe about them they they, they explore the bass way more like yeah i was I think on DIY Chicago the other day they had a thing about they're making fun of bassists because like most bassists only do it for three months and quit <laughs> <laughs> and like it's so true like it's so true and like uh, I feel though in California 
and like so the west coast you get these bases like i mean I, I hate to name like the most obvious one but flea right from mm-hmm. red hot chili peppers that dude yeah. goes fucking crazy on that thing yep red hot chili peppers former member of uh fear yeah um, but yeah yeah i mean well, how do you, is he like somebody that you would respect i was like i mean he's like i know like an anthony Kiedis isn't really in your wheelhouse you know, I was um, in my youth. I was a big Chili Peppers fan. We've um, we've discussed this yeah. plenty. Like everyone, like Mother's Milk ruined yeah. it for you and everything after. But uh, I mean, Flea is still. I feel like he's the one person from that band that's really kind of stood apart. Like mm-hmm. never really participated too much in the the poppiness of it. But you know, I think. Um, Flea and and you know I don't want to I don't want to shit on the band I mean they're they're they are very influential and they're very you know what I mean I feel and still hold a lot of respect for a lot of their earlier stuff I I I part ways with their you know aesthetic once they really embraced you know radio I guess you know yeah. for no less a term and you know that's not that's for neither good nor bad but I think of that entire band you know they've they've carried themselves like a Dave Grohl, you know what I mean, for Foo Fighters. Yeah. You know, there's there's a pedigree with a dude like Flea. There's a pedigree with a Dave Grohl where, you know, they're and they're coming from, you know, just this lineage of of, you know, you gotta fucking respect it, you know. Whether it's chili peppers, whether it's fear, whether yeah. it's Nirvana, you know, Foo Fighters. You know, if Foo Fighters is another example of a band where it's like they're not merely my vibe. I, I mean, I've never been able to. That's like one of those ones for me personally. I've never been able to get into it because it always just felt like this. And, you know, this is a shitty thing to say because who, what the hell are you supposed to do when the lead singer of your huge band dies suddenly? But, like, Dave Grohl just seemed like he, like, kind of capitalized off it a little too much for my taste. I think, you know. And I could be wrong about that. I'm not saying that as, like, Bible. Yeah. And, I, you know, and again, you know, I think generally on this show I try and, you know, keep it positive. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if, if I don't like something, I'd rather not talk about it than just be, like, negative on the Oh, internet. yeah. Sorry. You know, we weren't even trying to get to that point. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. And I think, you know. I don't want it to come off like, you know, I'm anti-Foo Fighters or anything No, like not that. at well, all, like, yeah. I was more so just trying know. to get, like, your take on that kind of world because, like, mm-hmm. being someone who's not, you know, my, my opinions on rock music aren't, like, the most well-thought-out things in the world. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I was actually just interested. I wasn't trying to put you on this Yeah, no, I think, you know, and my if fault. you look at bands like that, you know, you have to you have to acknowledge and respect the fact that, you know, like with the Chili Peppers, you know, Flea was in fear. Fear, for better or worse, was a seminal L.A. punk band. Um, same thing with Dave Grohl, with Nirvana. And then if you look at the Foo Fighters, you know, Dave Grohl was great enough to bring Pat Smear um, from The Germs, another just just amazing, amazing L.A. punk band um, that was you know, tragically ended too soon when the lead singer Darby Crash overdosed and, uh, you know, cut that band short. But, you know, that's the cool thing about Dave Grohl. Whereas, you know, he's going to, you know, he did the, you know, he did the hard work, you know what I mean? And the heavy lifting with Nirvana. And that might might be the thing, you know, it's like sometimes people weren't, like I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't really, I was nine years old eight years old when that was happening so like and even from my perspective it's like well i'm just some chicago fucking you know music fan of what yeah the fuck you do know, I know about yeah that's kind of what i was coming at. i wasn't like this was supposed to be like a negative thing it was more just yeah. a perspective thing like yeah okay like yeah, yeah but yeah. like you know foo fighters and and chili peppers are one of those bands where it's like you know what it's not my vibe now but i'm not gonna be you know 
I'm not going to have the same sentimentality or, or frame of mind as say, you know, I don't know, pick another band, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like of 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 bands that have gone like, you know, mainstream yeah. that, that have decided, you know, I, I want to. What's like one band in particular that you've been a big fan of for a very long time that went mainstream and you kind of had to bite it a little bit like, ah, because we've all had to do that, right? <laughs> we've all followed a band and they went big and you're like, ah, but I still like them. You know, it's it's funny. There's, you know, I think what we were just talking about, like Chili Peppers was a big was a big one for me. I was such an early, you know, early music discovery when I first. Yeah, you've always been. I mean, when I first came into it, I was such a huge Chili Peppers fan, and I think, you know, when Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out, it was, it was very obvious that they were going for the charts, and and you know. Cheers to them for for their success, but that wasn't what I was. That's yeah. not what I was into it for. I didn't want to. Um, I I wasn't interested in you know Anthony Kiedis as the the balladeer. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I mean? we've talked about that plenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Foo Fighters is one. Um, all right, here's one. So I am a gigantic, gigantic fan of the San Francisco third wave ska revival band uh, operation ivy from from the 80s you know really raw really good you know if you if you're a fan of reggae if you're a fan of that progression of ska as it went from jamaica to england back to america in our continent and how it's been distilled you know i was a huge operation ivy fan operation ivy broke up and it's basically half of the band formed rancid oh really and you know rancid as much as I respect them, you know, because of their lineage, you know, Tim Armstrong was the bass player in, in uh, Operation Ivy. You know, there's there's a lineage and a roots there. I don't connect with Rancid the same way I do as um, Operation Ivy. That's interesting. It was um, kind of like a different position for them. Yeah, and then bands like, um, you know, again, I guess thinking back to the West Coast and uh, the punk rock scene, it's very community-based, you know what I mean? Like... Um, um, Greg Hetson, who was the guitarist for Circle Jerks, created Epitaph Records, and he basically taught the West Coast how to harmonize. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you we know? talk about that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... between, between Bad Religion and No Effects, and and this this entire you know, at this point, it's like what 30, 35 years of West mm-hmm. Coast punk is defined by Epitaph Records, and whereas some of the bands I really like, and again, I respect all the lineage where it all comes from, like. Bands like Offspring don't don't flip me. You know what I mean? They yeah. they don't flip that switch. But like they're all of that that West Coast heritage. You yeah. know, um, and again, it's it's. I think I've gotten to a point in my music appreciation where it's like, it's low hanging fruit, I guess, to like like shit on bands. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's, I mean I've it's always felt the same way. Like you know, shit on like oh whatever. I, you, you like Taylor Swift? Uh, you fucking weird. You know. Well, in, the, in today's era, like there's just so much weird. too. You know, yeah. like to hate on a. I've always been the same way. To write a negative article is never a good. There's never a, a thing to do. What's to, it gonna get? You right. know what I mean? What are you gonna gain? From cool. That? You ruined someone's day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. No, what but I mean? I would, yeah. And again, we're not trying to bring bring anyone no, down. No, and I and I love the discussions where you you know what I mean. We talk about the differentiation and the diversity and and you know. Yeah, it's um, just taste. I mean, that's the cool thing about exactly, music. There's something exactly. for everybody. I'm not going to front on somebody for, you know, liking something that I don't necessarily like. You know right. what I mean? That's your taste. That's your life. You yeah. know, that's that's your fucking world and your truth. And, exactly. and go for it. Except for uh, 
the almighty peeing in his Grateful Dead. That's just so weird. Shout out Paul Boone. Yeah, you know, there, there are exceptions to the rule. <laughs> I, I struggle. I struggle with uh, the Grateful Dead. Me too. I don't get it either. It, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another we should, episode. We got to jump into this Dead Teeth track real quick. Yes. All right. So dipping back into the music because that's what we're here for. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of heaviness with a band called Dead Teeth. And we're going to hear a track called No Justice. And they're out of Boston. So we're going to be swinging back East Coast and then slowly bringing it back home to uh, run us out for the night. All right. Let's check it out real quick. This is No Justice by Dead Teeth. Yep.
sauce, baby. Mild sauce.
we're back, Mild Sauce Live, rocking out to some fucking badass shit. So, we just heard Women in Power from Chicago band Lilac with their uh, their demo. Um, I've had this for a few months, and this is one of those uh, bands that I've been really excited and wanting to play on the show, but um, just haven't been able to work it into the episode. So this is a this is a good one. And then before that, another really fucking cool Illinois band. These guys are out of Springfield. They're called Pris. And that was uh, Eloja, um, what was it, Broca, Broca's Area by Pris um, off the Eloja EP. That was really fucking cool stuff. I've been uh, excited and hyped on them for a few months now. Um, very cool shit. And then before that, out of Boston, we heard Dead Teeth. Um, with No Justice off of their uh, two EP. So very cool stuff. Um, getting a little bit heavier as we uh, rock out through this episode, but um, all stuff that I've really been vibing on, and I was really excited to share with everybody. Yeah, yeah, that shit was very dope. Um, a lot of a lot of eclectic sound. We're going, mm-hmm. moving around a little bit. Yep. Uh, Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show, bringing stuff from all sides. Yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, we started a little bit jangly, a little bit psych, um, got into a little bit of rock, and then we entered a... Ended the day with a little bit of hardcore, so... Yeah, we're getting to the end of the episode here. Yep, yep. Definitely want to uh, say a big thank you to White Mystery uh, for last night, and also, you know, letting us feature you guys again today. Yep, as always, always much love and much thanks to uh, Miss Alex and Francis White of White Mystery. Thanks to Wayward for hosting the Mild Sauce crew last night. Um, All told, it was a very good evening. Um, special thanks to uh, Jake and Ryan for helping out with the sh- uh, the show every week. You know, it's our pleasure, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think we make a really good team. And then you know, as as uh, we're not to forget, you know, Ryan Atanel with uh, Backcourt and uh, Souls of Liberty. Souls of Liberty uh, just dropped a new track. Um, oh, not yet. Oh, tomorrow. 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 Keep a lookout. Out. Keep a lookout. I've. Uh, I've uh, been able to uh, have a little uh, sneak peek, so. Yeah, Don Rob on the hook. It's going to be very hot, man. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been listening to it around the studio for the last few days. Our boys from St. Louis are uh, starting to peek out, and as the summer starts creeping in, you can be a lot of new music from those guys coming. And, uh, of course, you also get a lot of new basketball news from uh, Ryan and Tanel as well. They're a multifaceted yep. duo. Yep. And also we got Timmy Risden coming up. Not Risden. We call, keep calling him Risden. We got Timmy Risden coming up as an uncensored <laughs> podcast. And uh, we got some friends from Milwaukee in town. Uh, yeah. They'll be coming through in a little bit. Stacked and weekend. Uh, Mars is out of town. So no Do Right Radio tonight. Uh, but outside of that, tomorrow, if you guys tune in, we're going to be doing something a little different. Uh, from my show on Sunday, just Jake Krez, by the way, we're going to be having a few artists come through. We have Miss Afro Kitty Jones, who just dropped her project. Yeah, we've been jamming out to that, too. That's, uh, yeah. that's some tight shit. We got Rich Robbins coming through. He's got a new project out that's been one of my favorites. And then Austin Fillmore, who's been dropping some of my favorite songs lately. So I'm going to have a, some of my favorite up-and-coming artists coming through. We're going to be hanging out for a few hours tomorrow from 6 to 9. It's going to be a real fun time. Yep, good stuff. Always, man. Keep, uh, keep it tuned in to Mild Sauce Radio. We got a lot going on, man. <laughs> and as always, you can find me on social at Collarbone666. Maybe one of these days I'll try and uh, tie it closer into Mild Sauce or Steve Bright Rock Discovery. But just a, a third a third tag to keep an eye out for. Hey, yeah, keep it on. Uh, Steve always has great photos and uh, good live coverage from all the shows he goes to, so keep an eye out for that as well. Mm-hmm. But... Yep. Without it, further ado, it's time to wrap it up for this week. I thank everybody for joining us, and uh, we're going out on another Chicago band, Chicago band called Meth, 
And uh, the track is Ascend and Dispose, and it's off the I Love You EP. So we're, That's we're, a lot going on right yeah, there. Yeah, we're going out with a banger on the uh, Mild Sauce. So. All right, let's check it out, man. Ascend and Dispose by Matt. This has been Mild Sauce Radio, the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. It's kind of hot. Mouse sauce. 